There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Four-time Grammy nominee L. King performs tonight in Solomons, Maryland, followed by the Hollywood Casino in Charlestown, West Virginia, tomorrow night. She joined me to discuss her journey to create rock anthems like X's and O's and country hits like her Dirks Bentley duet, Different for Girls, and her Miranda Lambert duet, Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home. Hey, L. King. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in Washington, D.C. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, we are here because you are coming to the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Charlestown, West Virginia, July 28th. Uh, so everybody get your tickets now. Um, what, what do we got in store? Is, is it is it like just your, your newest album or do you usually probably sprinkle in some of the hits? You have to, right? Um, You know, my set changes every night. I always try and like, read the audience and sometimes you get like a listening crowd i mean i always i always play the songs that you know you try your hardest to play what everybody wants to come and hear so um i i do try my best to play what you know people want to hear but sometimes i just get a wild uh you know feeling and i play something that no one's ever heard before so you never know but yeah it's gonna be uh we've been it's a rowdy summer so <laughs> And it's like within, a, you know, I don't know, how many miles of my family's hometown. So, you know, it's going to be rowdy and fun. That's all I can tell you for now. Where, well, just follow up on that. Where was the family's hometown? Because I thought, well, you were born in L.A., right? But where where was the family? And what's the what's the DMV or West Virginia roots? So my grandmother is from West Virginia. And then she married my grandfather. And my family has lived in Southern Ohio in uh, Jackson for I don't know. I don't know how many years. At least 60. <laughs> wow. Was this on mom's side or dad's side? My mom's family. Mom's grandparent, the king's side. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I literally just interviewed your dad on the Schneider side. <laughs> um, he, at the same place you're playing. He he came to Hollywood Casino, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or something like that. Um, so he was reminding us that you were a Girl Scout and Deuce Bigelow, but he said that he thinks that the hot chick is your favorite movie of his. Was it was he right or what what what, what is it actually? Uh I don't know. I like a lot of the movies that my dad was in, but um I think Big Daddy is one of my favorites and uh yeah, Hot Chick's pretty funny. Um, but what I can definitely say is my show will be very different from my dad's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure different perspectives on life and maybe politics and everything else. But you know what? He he was funny and very generous in our interview. But uh, obviously, you, you've had a killer career of your own here. Was there ever a point you wanted to go into the acting route or, or you know, how, how did you make the pivot to music? At what age were you like, nah, I think I want to go this way? Well, I, I mean, I never like set out. I, I don't I, I don't know if people have like preconceived notions about like, 
my childhood. Um, I know it's easy to kind of just read that I was born in LA, but I didn't grow up in LA. I grew up in Ohio until we moved to New York. Um, but I've always played music. My mom always had me in all different types of, you know, music lessons. And I started on the violin and it was um, music. I, it was never like a big plan for me. And I never put all this thought into like, well, my dad is a famous actor and my dad was just my dad. And um, I grew up with my mom. And so I always used my mom's last name and their family's last name. Um, and then by the time I was like 15, I was already writing songs and I just never really connected with people my own age. And I liked being in bars. And um, so I would just start singing in bars and it was, it was fun. And um, it created this like outlet and this connection that I never really felt. And um, I just, I, I went to film school too. I wanted to be like an editor. I wanted to make short films and animations and I wanted to be an artist. And um, I never went to class. I was just always playing music and it just kind of happened that way. And um, it made, it brought joy into my life. And so I just kind of followed that. What was the, what was the film school? I went to university of the arts in Philly for a year, but I failed English and art history twice. So, <laughs> so that was that. <laughs> yeah. But that's cool. You wanted to be an editor. You know, you, sometimes you hear people want to be directors or actors or whatever, but the editing, you you know, Thelma Schoonmaker here, you know, that's awesome. Um, well, all right. But so you chose the music route and, you know, you're performing here on the East Coast. Um, I want to remind our listeners, before you became the L King, we all know, I mean, you were opening for like Dashboard Confessional and um, Monsters of Men and Train and Dropkick Murphys and Ed Sheeran and Modest Mouse. Like that must have been insane. Like what, what do you pick up from touring with such, you know, icons like that? Um, I mean, I learned every I learned everything that I know from touring. I mean, I, I I just I try and watch and learn as much as I could absorb and how to act. And, you know, I always said I wanted people to want to work with us again. Um, and it it's cool. You know, like my 20s were spent totally just traveling all around the world and opening for badass, you know, rock and roll people and all. I mean, it's it is a little wild to kind of step back and look at all the people that have like taken me on tour and let me open for them and it's it's awesome because it's just like a a wide kind of range of an audience that I can share emotions with or maybe make laugh or maybe you know find connection with and um I've been just so grateful to anyone who's ever given me a shot on tour Awesome. Yeah. Well, that that list also includes Maroon 5 and Miranda Lambert and Joan Jett and Hart and Chris Stapleton. The list goes on and on. So that's crazy. Um, rubbing elbows with all of them. Uh, well, we have to go into that that first debut album, Love Stuff, in 2015. I mean, I guess you'd had an, the El King EP right before that with Playing for Keeps and all that. But the first, you know, big, big album was Love Stuff with X's and O's. You probably talked about it a million times, but we have to ask you because it was, you know, double Grammy nominee for a rock song and rock performance. But um, do you remember the first time that that slid across your, your desk or or either writing it or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, were, were you like, oh, my God, this is, this is going to kick ass? Because us as listeners... It's one of the most badass songs of the last, I don't know, five, 10 years. But, you know, for you, was it an instant for you? No, um, honestly, I thought that America's Sweetheart was going to be the lead single. And um, I wrote that I wrote X's and O's with Dave Bassett um, in like, ah, like less than 45 minutes. And I remember at the end of the day, we were just laughing like, oh, they're never going to go for this. And 
it was the single and that song changed my life and it taught me something it taught me to write about what I know my own experiences and what I'm going through at the time and I happened to be in my 20s and you know out there breaking hearts <laughs> why didn't you think they were gonna go for it just the idea of you know xoxo like the, it's like a cutesy title but you're flipping it a little bit or what subversive no, I, just, I, I, I just didn't know now yeah. now I I I know, you know. Now you know. <laughs> but you don't know what you know at the time. Uh, that's great. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. All right, cool. Well, then, of course, then, you you know, that is like an awesome pop, rockin' pop song that's all over the radio. Like, everyone in the world can probably sing that. It's so mainstream and ubiquitous now. But I don't want to gloss over your second album, Shake That Spirit. It was really it dealt with some really, you know, heavy topics, divorce, drinking, PTSD, self-doubt, stuff a lot of people go through. It's probably relatable to so many people. But, yeah, just wanted, I didn't want to brush over that. If you want to talk about that, that second album coming off of X's and O's and trying to put that together. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, second album, I was in my 20s. I had, like, just kind of shot up with X's and O's and um, life got really, really crazy. And I, I just, I had to go back to what I do to try and heal and that's to make music. And I feel very blessed with my, my band They're my family. They're my really good friends. And um, they just kind of were there with me and, and we all just made this beautiful record and um, it helped me kind of like, release a lot of things that I didn't want to carry with me for the rest of my life. And um, if I need to relive them, I can just go back and listen to the fucking album, you know? <laughs> yeah. You just got to get it out of this. You had to, you have to purge it in the album and then it's good. Then it's there and you got and yeah. it's out of your system. Yeah, uh, exactly. I love it. Well, that's the beauty of art and music and everything else. How'd you get the idea to sort of shift a little into the country realm? Well, I, you know, my wife and I love country and you want a CMA award, musical event of the year and Grammy nominee for what was that? That duo performed you, you uh, with you and Dirks. He came on the show a couple, couple months ago, but different for this girls was such a cool song, but yeah. What was it like shifting to country and working with Dirks with that slightly gravelly voice of his? He's, he's awesome. <laughs> I mean, Dirks is genuinely the greatest human I've ever probably met. He's, he, I mean, like what I've learned from him on, on how he just lives his life and treats people. And, um, I mean, he just is so inspiring and I didn't even know who he was. So really, funny. yeah, I had to call my brother in Ohio and say, Hey, who, who is this guy? I hear he's like pretty famous. My brother's like, Dirk Bentley. <laughs> so it's just totally another, just like weird thing that I, you know, had no idea anything would come of it and uh, i mean talk about life altering you know yeah well i assume you've gone back and listened to this whole discography now right you've gone back like some old movie going back in time like his lyrics like you know the old dirk stuff now right uh, i i know all of dirk's music now yeah <laughs> now now we're talking i like the honesty that you said you didn't know him at the time and but that's that's glorious because that means you get you got to go discover all this great music dirk's is great 
Um, all right. And then uh, just before we get off, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the country music realm, I guess you won an Academy of Country Music Award with Fooled Around and Fell in Love, that huge collaboration. Gosh, I'm hoping I don't forget anybody. Who was it? Help me out. Carrie Lee Hammock, Miranda Lambert, Ashley McBride, Maren Morris, and Tennille Towns, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what was it like getting with all of those ladies, all these badass women of, of country and otherwise? And I mean, Maren Morris just came on a, a couple of months ago with us, too. But um, what's funny is that there was bad weather where I was, so I didn't make the flight. So I missed the day that everybody got together to record it. So I had to fly in the next day and everybody had pretty much taken all the good parts. So I just had to, like, make up my own thing. And they let me, but Miranda's cool. And so is Jay. And, um, you know, Dirk's introduced me to Miranda and, uh, you know, we all know how that went pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, well, and just to pick up, I mean, what she's referencing folks is, you know, you ended up working with her again on drunk and don't want to go home on your third album. Come get your wife, uh, which just, uh, just came out. What was it earlier this year? I guess. I guess so. I don't even know what month it is, but Something yeah. Like wow. It was amazing. I mean, it, it came at the tail end of like, you know, a, a tour a fully female fronted tour that was all her idea Miranda's another person who's really taught me a lot and she's so gracious and she's so wonderful and she cares so much about her fans and her, and her show and and about making people feel included and a part of everything and um and so at the end of the tour I I had been sitting on on drunk and I rewrote the verses as I had been spending more time in Nashville so I rewrote it with the person with Martin Johnson who I originally wrote it with who also helped me write America's Sweetheart and um, I asked her to sing on it with me. And, you know, she didn't text me back for a whole day. And I was like, what have I done? And <laughs> um, and then she was in New York. And we I don't think either of us had any idea. I mean, listen, that's a it's a big song, you know, but I don't think that we had any idea that we were going to break a, uh, a record in country music or, you know, go to number one or get a Grammy nomination. Like that's it's insane, you know. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, everyone has to me. everyone has to check out the concert at Hollywood Casino, Charlestown, West Virginia, July 28th. You have to go to that. Then after that, later this fall, um, you're coming to my hometown of Frederick, Maryland, here in this area in September 21st for the Great Frederick Fair, where I saw Dirks Bentley way back when. But <laughs> but um, how excited are you to come to Frederick? I literally can't wait. I mean, you guys have the best food. Really? What What do you mean? You mean Frederick specifically or just Maryland yeah. in general? Maryland. Maryland has good seafood and then really good pies. So I just always look forward to that. Listen, I know I know what you can drink and what you can eat in every city. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's a it's a crab picking town. And I actually think the night before uh, Hollywood Casino on the 27th, you're going to be in Solomon's Island, Maryland, on the Chesapeake Bay area. So that's probably where you want to get your, your crab. That's, that's going to be my seasoning. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.